Listen to your favorite charismatic content during your commute, at your desk, or on the go. The Charisma Media audio app allows you to hear your favorite authors, like Stephen Strang, Joyce Meyer, and Lee Grady, by giving you access to Charisma Audio magazines, audio ebooks, Charisma Audio breaking news updates, and exclusive Charisma content you can't find anywhere else. Go to charismamediaaudio.com to sign up for your free 10-day trial. If you like what you hear, sign up for the Charisma Annual Pass at $4.95 a month or $49.95 a year. Sample more great audio at charismamediaaudio.com. Some people read the word and they're sometimes, you know, what does this really mean or that? And it just breaks and God just breaks it open. So, you know, it's more edible. And then we eat and God says, you know, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you'll have life in you. So, you know, we read the word of God and then he has also, um, you know, he talks about having mouthpieces and rivers. And, and he told the disciples, he said, out of your belly, shall flow rivers of living water. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. I want to first inform you before we get in with our guest today that we now have a Charisma Media audio app. How exciting is that? If you read Charisma magazine and sometimes you think, well, you know, I love to do things uh, on audio. Maybe you listen to audible.com. Maybe you listen to audiobooks in your car. Well, now you can get the Charisma Media audio app and listen to the entire issue of Charisma magazine. So this is an exciting new development, and I hope you'll check it out uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So that's, once again, the Charisma Media audio app, and you can get that at charismamediaaudio.com, charismamediaaudio.com. Well, my guest today on Charisma Connection is Shane W. Rossiger, and Shane is the founder of Hot House of Truth Apostolic Center, and he's based along the beautiful Gulf Coast of Florida down there in uh, Nokomis, I believe, and he's author of several books, um, including our latest, uh, The Manna from Heaven. And Shane, we welcome you to Charisma Connection to talk about your ministry and this exciting new book. How are you doing today, Shane? I'm doing great. Thank you. And it's a pleasure to be on this interview today. And I thank you. Yes. And since our last visit, you've traveled to Brazil. And I understand you're going again. What are you up to there in Brazil? Well, I went since I think the last time, I think we also went to Colombia as well and Brazil. But in Brazil, we actually um, were launching a church there. It's been we're raising up all the leaders. So we haven't really opened it to the public because we want to impart the vision and all that. We don't want, you know, we got to. And then but as when the building is actually built, we're going to open it up for the for the public. And that should be in another year. It's going to be, a, we are building a three-story apostolic center with a parking garage down underneath. It's on the main road and the sanctuary will have a where, balcony. Where is that actually? Is it in like the capital city? Re, Rebos Neves, which is about 30 to 40 minutes 
I think, I don't even know if it's south or no, but from Belo mm-hmm. Horizonte, which is one of the bigger cities. Okay. And it's where all the prisons are, and that's where we started to go for so long. So we, it's one of the poorest places in Brazil, hmm. and we're going to go there, and we want to, we don't want anything from them. We want everything. We want to fund everything. So when we go there and everything's done, they can't say we came there for any other reason but to bless that nation and to help the poor mm-hmm. and, and to bring the gospel to Brazil because Brazil is really hungry and on fire right now. And all the prisons open the door to us. They want us to come like every every week or month, and we're not able to. But me and my wife have been flying there every month for about 10 days and equipping them and we're all on whatsapp and it's just we're just balancing the t- the different churches right now but we're all one family and on thursday thir- um, monday i'm taking 13 people from this church and we do that every six months so the two churches can become one as well in brazil mm. and in usa and we spend the whole week together and with all the leaders there and the leaders here and yeah, and then uh, so the and then the third story, like I jump around, sorry, but the third story is going to be eight eight rooms and eight bathrooms on the top for missionaries and everything. We already have a mission house there, which has sixteen can sleep sixteen people, and and that's where we stay right now when we go there. And then this one will be an equipping center in Brazil, and the Colombia trip was awesome. We went to see the uh, um, 60-something girls um, one night um, delivered from, these are juveniles that have been rescued from sex trafficking, mm-hmm. and some of them were holding hands. For, um, and the video, you, the video is on YouTube, too, so anybody can go watch it, but that and, and part. And it's, I'm just telling you one highlight of that, mm-hmm. that was my favorite part. And... We, I just preached my testimony and all the things, and you got that mostly on the last podcast, so I yes. won't go into that. Mm-hmm. But and and all that, and you know, the girls were holding hands, mocking. But when I called for prayer, it all came up, and God just came in there like a tornado. They're cr- crying, weeping. They stopped holding hands, conviction, and just you know, I I didn't, you know, it was it was crazy. <laughs> and we never seen anything like that. And that was like the highlight of that. We did a lot of other things there as well in Colombia. But back to Brazil, this is basically one of the things in the vision from God since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we'll be going to prisons next week and doing a conference uh, Saturday and Sunday. Actually, the city gave us the whole gymnasium for free. And we have three billboards there. Um, inviting everybody to these conferences. That's when we do the conferences is we invite everybody then not to the church yet. So then when mm-hmm. we do launch it, they're going to get to know who we are and what, we, what we're about. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing things step by step, really getting your leadership in place, getting the building in place, and then helping people get acquainted with who you are in your ministry. That is terrific. So I want to yeah. talk to you about your, your new book, Manna from Heaven. And, uh, you know, those of us who know the Old Testament know the story about the manna coming down. Uh, but why did you name it Manna from Heaven, and, and what's this all about? Um, I named it Manna from Heaven. Well, Jesus was, they said that, you know, Jesus said, I'm the bread that come from heaven, not the bread that 
you know, that your fathers ate and they died in the wilderness, but Mm -hmm. on the living bread. But on the cover of the book, of course, it has the little bread coming down, just a symbolic thing. But Jesus said that he would be inside of us. And he said, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. So basically, we don't even really, heaven has been placed inside of us in a sense, because he said that the kingdom of God is within us. And he is the river. I mean, it can get deeper and deeper because he, Ezekiel talks about the, the throne of God and the river and getting in the river and going deeper. And the, and the river represents the spirit. And he said, my words are spirit and they are life. So when we get these, you know, we have the Bible and then God breaks it open and makes it, you know, and starts feeding people with the word. And if, you know, if you've ever heard of messages from, theologians or something it could be dry and i'm not putting anybody down but and all of a sudden yeah you get a lot of information but when you get something with the everything that comes from god has revelation and and it and something in your spirit grabs you and your spirit bears witness that it's from god if you have the holy spirit so the manna from heaven is just another thing about you know a, a symbolic thing about you know god opening up revelation and and opening up the word deeper. Some people read the word and they're sometimes, you know, what does this really mean or that? And it just breaks and God just breaks it open. So, you know, it's more edible. And then we eat and God says, you know, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you'll have life in you. So, you know, we read the word of God. And then he has also, um, you know, he talks about having mouthpieces and rivers of and he told the disciples, he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So the spirit and the word working together, it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, you address a lot of different topics here, and some of the quotes really stood out to me. So the first chapter is about perfecting faith. I want you to talk about what perfecting faith is and then how how um, the verse, the just will live by faith, how does that practically work out in our daily lives? Well, the, <clears throat> the just will live by faith is, God says without faith you cannot please him. And it's, our, it's always our faith in what he did and not what we do. But at the same time, God tells us that faith without works is dead. So a lot of Christians say, oh yeah, I have faith in it. But if my, it all goes back to belief and well, if you really believe it, God says, if you do this all the time, you'll have this. So really, faith looks like something, but we, faith is, you know, we have to see it first and move in. So we get, God is perfecting our faith even till the end. So let's say um, things happen and we have to really have, like, our faith saved us. It wasn't our works, so it's always faith in Jesus. But all the time, he's perfecting that. That is what you know, we're standing, and at the end, when we stand for him, it's because we have faith in him. If we didn't believe that he's going to take us to heaven or, you know, or he's real, well, you know, people will take the mark of the beast. So as we get rooted and grounded in his word, faith is increasing, mm-hmm. and it's like ever-increasing faith. So faith is something that we God builds in relationship with us, and he's the trying of your faith work with patience and patience and it's all, like, so many things are about faith. Everybody loves to talk about grace, but then it's the grace that helps us to have the faith. Mm-hmm. So all these elements work together, uh, you know, and, and the three things he tells us is um, uh, truth and grace and love, bind them around your neck. 
Yes, so faith has been something that, you know, a lot of people say they have faith, but then, you know, you got to get into, you know, there's we, faith without works is dead. So you're like, people say, but God's like, I want to see your faith. Mm-hmm. And this and is he, not just for the individual. I mean, you, you're really focused on body ministry. We can see that in how you're dealing with establishing a new Hot House of Truth in Brazil. You're bringing along your congregation. And one thing that you said in the chapter on the government of God is that God is shutting down itinerant ministry, which I find interesting, and that he only wants body ministry. Could you explain that? Okay, for so long, we would have, like, you know, in um, the church, you know, the minister would come, and, okay, we got the prophet coming, you know, and everyone gets excited, and usually in church, it's, you know, the, the pastor preaches the message, but it's been like, come in, three songs, message, go home, oh, there's a prophet coming, now I'll get a word, but, and, you know, I tell her, well, you know, the deliverance guy is coming, but the apostolic ministry I don't think God ever intended really for us to have to do these things on the side. I think the church was always supposed to be the equipping center. And the church, in this, like in one city, was supposed to be equipping the saints and sending them out. And the whole congregation would be moving. Because, you know, if you go back to, to if you go into to Ephesians chapter 4, it talks all about, you know, the eye, the hand, the foot, and you say you don't have need of it. So God wants us all to move in the Spirit. And when we're all in unity, that's when the anointing flows. It says it's so blessed when brethren dwell in unity. It's like the oil that runs from the top of Aaron's head down his beard, and then we're the body of Christ. And so the anointing comes from the head, Jesus Christ. So the more we flow together, the devil has no chance. So it's like that's why he's always bringing division, separation, all these different things. So the fivefold ministries, if God said that he ascended on high and gave gifts to men, then you have apostle, prophet, evangelist. You need all those really in the church. You can't just wait, you know, to... So Paul uh, Paul would actually impart and raise up and lead, you know, like Timothy, and then he would get some gifts and things. And then basically, you know, he Paul wouldn't leave a church till he thought they were at least could handle their self, you know, on their own. Now we have cars and... Um, you know, phone, everything, so you can really oversee things much better now. So, like, pastors in the church need need each other. The, the, the five-fold ministry needs to work together instead of just, like, okay, one pastor, you know, and then, you know, this, and then, like, this hierarchy thing. It's really supposed to be a body ministry, and that's the most effective thing because somebody doesn't have everything and the other person, and it says every joint supplies you know, so if you have a joint in, in an elbow, you need the elbow for the, you know, the, the hand to move. And so when the body's moving together, that's how you can see really Christ moving in the church or on the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of, you know, a lot of, he wants to bring this back. And of course, I mean, what I mean about itinerary ministries, so we had so focused on that. And that everyone in the church would just want to get their own ministry. Right. And God's like, I want you to be a body, you know, mm-hmm, exactly. and, and I, people are starting to see that more and more now. And of course, you have different gifts and things in the church, but if you had everything in the church, you wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have to get this guy from California or this guy from, you know, Texas to come here. We have what we need. And then, the you know, everyone could, 
you know, and then God would have the evangelists going and winning souls and getting them to a ch- apostolic church in a region where they, you know, nowadays everyone's like, I can't, I mean, I, I don't mean to be, everyone's like, always, where is there a good church? Do you know any of this? Like, everyone's always looking for a good church, and I, I hear that so much, and it's like, that kind of bothers me, because I don't think people want to move from just this pastoral babysitting, listen to a message. I think God wants to equip every believer to move in signs and wonders, because the Bible says in Mark chapter um, 16, I believe it is, that those who believe, and then we have the doctrines, well, all that stuff, you know, the apostles, and I don't believe that because I live in it, and I'm seeing it, and I know what happened to me. I mean, people that haven't had things happen, they can believe those type of things that the Holy Spirit's not, like, moving anymore, but we see it. Mm-hmm. And then the, and, and that's been the whole thing. The enemy gets in and brings division, and, and it's always, you know, you got people preaching against the Holy Spirit instead of trying to equip people with it. So that's mm-hmm. my heart on that. Now, you've mentioned division a couple times, which reminds me of your chapter on dealing with offense in the church. And one good quote from there, you said, God does not want a civil war in the body of Christ. Boy, we can all say amen to that. Amen, yeah. And we've all probably yeah. seen civil wars in churches and lots of division, and, and God is all about unity. Yeah, and basically, offenses really come from pride, and pride is, the, I think, the foundation of Leviathan, and Leviathan is discord, division, you can get it in, in marriage, um, but it all comes from pride, because offenses come because you're not willing, you, you know, to be wrong, or, and offenses are the worst thing, because that's what Satan uses the most and all the time to get people isolated, angry, and cut off from that body ministry that I've been talking about. And a lot of people don't understand when they don't, even if they were, if they're done wrong, they, in the kingdom of God, we don't really have rights anymore. Jesus said 70 times 70. That means all the time. So when we learn not to take offenses, we can really go far. We got it. I have never seen so much offense that I've been seeing more lately. More and more, it's like so many people are getting offended and families and churches and, and isolating and not letting it go. Mm-hmm. And it's like the devil just chokes them out. They start to get bitter, angry. And it's, it's, it's Jesus says really about that. We have to focus on, look what he forgave us of, on the blood on the cross, all of our sins. That's what he said in the parable with the, with the, with the guy that he forgave all his dead and, and the other that same guy went out and someone owed him just a little bit compared to what Jesus uh, forgave the master, you know, it said, but it's, it's talking about Jesus and all of our sins on the cross. And then all of a sudden that same guy doesn't forgive that debt of that other person. That's really what unforgiveness and offenses are from un- you're not forgiving somebody because we're all going to get offended. I mean, nobody's perfect, but you take that offense and let it take root in your heart. Then all of a sudden, you start to bear the fruits of unforgiveness, which are, you know, they're, they're prickers and thorns and bitterness and anger and hard heart. And that's what we need to do is keep our hearts, you know, soft and, and so the Holy Spirit can flow out of it. Because it says out of our heart is um, where life flows and it's, we need to guard our heart because out of it flows the issues of life, it says in Proverbs, I believe. 
And there's so, another yeah. way in which we can start to get offended, and that's, um, you know, when we use social media. Sometimes you, you talk about social media, and there, there are things that, you know, can be positive about social media, but there's also some negative things. Like, for instance, you, you talk about the Lone Star Facebook prophets who have a following on Facebook. What, what do you mean by that? Um, I, I mean almost like you see them, they get a lot of people that have been abused and hurt and something. So they all end up coming in agreement with negativity and it almost so they begin to get a following, but it's not fully balanced. I mean, God's not always, you know, saying all good stuff, but you can see that they, they're out. It's like, they're not, it's just something's not right. Mm-hmm. And they're just, um, it's always negative, negative, negative. And I don't believe that, you know, that God's negative. He's going to convict us, but they're, they just get like people instead of, Hey, you should go repent, make your heart right. Misery loves company. But I don't think a lot of them are even called by God because you can see they're always struggling. They don't have finances or this or that. I'm not saying that doesn't mean if you don't have finance, you're not called by God, but lots of signs in the way that they talk and they, you know, they're, they're not able to have a conversation. So I've learned, you know, you know, don't throw my pearl and just through the years, I just right away, I can pick up and just ignore that type of stuff, you know, and then eventually, you know, people get, you know, they, they, they eventually get, get revealed in that, mm-hmm. but the truth yeah, there's out. just a lot out there. And then about the offense of that is, it's all about pride. It's about mm-hmm. being right. And it's like, I've learned it's not that important. And, you know, just, you don't have to be right, even if you are right. Because pride will make you have to prove you're right. And if you have to prove anything, you still don't realize you're adopted and you're a son of God. Mm-hmm. And he accepts us because he loves us, not for, you know, being right or wrong. Mm-hmm. If you had to give our listeners a takeaway or two from this Manna from Heaven book, what would you say? I would say it was awesome read. People were getting testimonies all the time. And people are, are just really excited because it's just like every day situations or topics in the Bible that we all come across and it just kind of like inspires your spirit to understand more and to be hungrier more for God mm-hmm. and it just fills you people just you know people are just saying oh I got fed today I got this today and it, it's just it really edifies and there's just so many topics in that mm-hmm. and I mean I'm I'm continuing to there's another book in the oven coming out so I'll probably be seeing you in six months again. Okay. Okay. It's called, it's called nuggets from heaven. So, okay. It's well, already done. <laughs> okay. Well, I know you do tend to be uh, practical and spiritual in these books. So uh, this book is called manna from heaven and people can get it at hothouseoftruth.com. They can even get a free ebook download there, right? Uh, yes, ma'am. And in all the other five, there's five books total. All of them are available. Okay. And also another book on one of kind of my sons in the faith has one, um, Joe hmm. Pinto, on there too. And, and um, he's got some really great stuff to say and share. And that book's available there too. Well, excellent. Everybody can go to hothouseoftruth.com. Okay, Roar of the Lion, that's his. Okay. 
Well, would you mind closing us with a prayer for our listeners who really are hungry for this kind of teaching? Oh, sure. Thank you. Um, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I pray for every listener, all those hungry ones, Father God, all those ones, God, that you would you would lead them to the rock, you would lead them to the river of, of living living water, Father God, that they would be transformed into your image, Father, that the hungry, you said those that thirst and hunger, hunger shall be filled, and those, Father God, we ask you to protect them from any um, wolves and sheep's clothing, any any religion or things that dry us out and make us, you know, feel like, you know, it's, it, it's not worth even going forth, but be inspired by, by, by eating your flesh and eating your, how do we eat your flesh? God is by eating your word because you left and you left your spirit and it's to feed our spirits. And I pray that every listener finds uh, their spirit to be um, fed by, by, by you, Father God, by you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We need both word and spirit, don't we, Shane? Amen. Well, thank you very much, Shane Rossiger, for being with us today. Uh, it's so uh, great to speak with you about what you're doing in Brazil and Colombia and also about Hot House of Truth Apostolic Center here in Florida, as well as your books. So we want to uh, remind people once again, it's hothouseoftruth.com if they want to learn more about you and your ministry or um, get any of the ebooks that you have available there. So thanks very much, Shane, for joining us. Thank you so much, and I appreciate it. God bless you all. God bless you, too. I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us for this visit today on Charisma Connection. And once again, be sure to check out our new Charisma Media Audio app. And you can get that at charismamediaaudio.com, charismamediaaudio.com and listen to Charisma Magazine instead of just reading it. God bless your day. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.